Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, Football Friday right here. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Let's go out to the guest line right now and welcome in the former UF wide receiver. Now does a great job as an SEC network analyst. And that, of course, is Chris Doring, kind enough to join us to preview a big weekend of college football. Chris, always appreciate the time. Thanks for it. How you been? Hey, I'm good, man. Good to be back with you, brother. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Let's start you off with the rivalry you know well, the world's largest outdoor uh, cocktail party. Uh, I'll start you off on the Georgia side of it. Like all year we've said, all right, Georgia's a little vulnerable, but they're still undefeated. The schedule isn't great. How do you kind of view the Bulldogs heading into this one this weekend? Yeah, I think I view the Bulldogs a lot like I view Michigan. Uh, Two teams that we know based upon the eye test are are really good teams, the way they're built. Uh, The fact that they haven't played really any true competition yet leaves you a little bit skeptical about who they are this season. Uh, As it relates to Georgia, I do think there's a little drop-off from where they were last year and the year before. A lot of that has to do with the defense that's now playing in the NFL and largely for the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, I do think there are some vulnerabilities that exist that uh, may not have existed there before as it related to uh, being able to to uh, run the football a little bit more on them and, and to be able to take advantage of the quarterback. Carson Beck, a young player still in his starting uh, career, going back to his hometown in Jacksonville. You know how sometimes you go back in front of the friends and family and you, you want to press a little harder. So I do think Austin Armstrong has the ability to, to kind of disrupt him and force him into some errors. The good thing for Georgia – the running game seems to be getting back on track. Kendall Milton and, and Dejon Edwards are both more healthy now than they've been, and, and that offensive line certainly is one of the best in the conference. They're always going to miss Brock Bowers, but is, but is this a week where they really miss Brock Bowers? Did it come back to bite them? Yeah, I mean, I, I never want to kind of disparage Brock Bowers by saying it doesn't matter, but I, I think there's a, a ton of really good players that they've recruited on the offensive side. Uh, the receivers are a much more talented, deep group of players than they have been in years past. So I think that helps to compensate. And a lot of people say, yeah, Oscar Delp and and uh, Lucky, the freshman, those two guys can pick up some of the slack, which is true. But I, I instead of set, playing more two tight end formations like they typically have, I think they, they maybe spread it out a little bit more and, and utilize now that Lad McConkey's back fully healthy, uh, you know, have him uh, as the focal point of the passing game. I, I think uh, – Rosemary Jackson has done a great job this year as well. So they've, they've got uh, some really good homegrown talent as well as what they brought into the transfer portal with Ra-Ra Thomas and, and Dominic Lovett. Talking to Chris Doring right now. Uh, this Florida team in a big game up against Kentucky didn't show up and they got run right through like a, a hot knife through butter. A few weeks ago, right, they were able to beat Tennessee. That's a solid win, even though Tennessee is not as great of a program as they were 
a year ago. What is this Florida team as now they get ready for their biggest game of the season, their biggest test against number one Georgia? Yeah, I think that's a, a big question. And um, Florida certainly has had its ups and downs this year. Uh, they have not handled success very well, as you mentioned, winning against uh, Tennessee and then going on the road and getting blown out by Kentucky. Uh, I think it'll be important to see how they handled the success from two weeks ago in Columbia. This is a, a game that, uh, excuse me, a team that we're celebrating as, as Florida fans as being maybe turning the corner. But in reality, it was a uh, last-minute comeback, you're down by 10 in the final five minutes against a two-win football team in South Carolina. So how much uh, credibility can we really give that win? Uh, the thing I liked about it was the, the offensive uh, explosion, throwing the football down the field, a little more vertical passing threat, and certainly the energy, the energy from the opening kickoff on the sideline. It had, looked like the, the team had a greater sense of urgency, more fight in it. So I do think in the, in, in the days to come, as we look back on this year, I think that that win at South Carolina can can look as a, maybe the turning point for where this team got it together and started hitting the hitting the uh, the upward trajectory. And you know that Florida used to be this dominant program, and they're trying to get back to those days. And everyone kind of asked those questions, whether it's with Texas or Miami. You know, how far away is Florida from being back on a scale of one to ten? One being no confidence, ten being all the confidence in the roof. Uh, through the roof, where's your confidence with this head football coach and Billy Napier? Yeah, my, my confidence is high. I th- I'd say it's an eight right now. Uh, certainly the win in, in Columbia was they uh, uh, took off a little bit of the pressure after losing to Utah in the opener, after losing to, to like in, uh, Kentucky and Lexington. The struggles on the road were very well noted. I think he was one in eight uh, or one in seven in the previous road game. So getting that win was huge. But I think part of the optimism comes in at looking at the, the signing class for 2024. Uh, they're in the top three nationally right now. Billy Napier's done a great job of creating relationships and some excitement amongst the, the high school uh, recruits. And I think that's what people really – the season, you know, seeing them play more competitively, seeing them win some games is important. But I think the most important thing is, is continuing to, to build the foundation, which they've done well through the transfer portal. Uh, and the uh, signing class last year, I think like 45 new players on the roster this year. And then that group coming in next year, led by DJ Lagway, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Chris Doring, I thought Alabama was done last week going into halftime, and they came out with a bang to start the third quarter. When you look at the Crimson Tide, even after that early season loss to Texas, what are they starting to shape it up to be for Nick Saban and company? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I've, I've thought Alabama was dead multiple times, and every time I'm throwing dirt on their grave, they, they come back like the undertaker here. So I, I think, um, you know, heading into the season, I had them going 9-3. and three. I was worried about their offensive line. I was worried about the receivers who haven't really stepped up. The, the quarterback position was a huge question mark uh, after that, that Texas game, and they got exposed a little bit in the struggles in the following week against South Florida. I'm thinking these guys will be lucky to get to nine wins, and all of a sudden here we are, what are they, 6-7-1, and one, whatever it is right now, um, I think Nick Saban is, is deserving of being in the, the coach of the year conversation in the SEC. And we usually don't include him in that. But looking how this team has developed throughout the season, uh, where they came from with all those questions before the season, when they came from after that loss to Texas, I think he's done a great job. They're one of the, the, the best defenses in the SEC. That front seven is filled with really talented young players. Uh, you look at what they've done at the quarterback position. Jalen Milrow still gives you – uh, some mistakes here and there, but uh, the downfield passing has been tremendous and his running ability is unquestioned. And, and then Jermaine Burton seems to have started stepping up uh, all, along with Isaiah Bond and some of those other receivers. So I do feel like the team's making some strides. And, and uh, next week in 
at home against uh, LSU has a chance to be a huge football game that could very well put them back in Atlanta for another SEC championship game. Wrapping up with Chris Doring, when I get to BYU in Texas this weekend, we know Quinn Ewers is out. Malik Murphy is going to start for the Longhorns, but everyone's wondering, are we going to see Arch Manning? Will Arch Manning get into the game if Murphy struggles? How do you think Sark's going to continue to handle that at Texas where there's going to be a lot of public pressure uh, to play Arch Manning if things don't go well with Malik Murphy? Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be affected by public pressure. I don't think uh, Sark really cares much about that. And he's one of the, the best offensive minds in college football right now. I, you know, I, I give him a lot of uh, credit for what he's had to come back from, the way that he proved himself at, at Tuscaloosa with uh, Alabama and, and that coaching staff there. Um, you know, I, I, I trust what his evaluation is of quarterbacks and, and how he puts those guys in position to be successful. I think Malik Murphy, it's going to be a – a stressful game when you make your your first start like that. It, it certainly uh, creates some anxiety, but I, I think this coaching staff understands there's going to be some growing pains, and we just have to be patient with them. Clearly, you know, you and I don't get to see all of the practices and the hours put forth behind the scenes, and there's a reason why Arch Manning isn't in that that number two spot, you know, heading into the season. And I think you know the best thing you can do for a guy that has the Manning last name is not put more pressure on him by throwing him in there before he's ready. And I think this actually does him a, a, a great service in terms of allowing him to continue to get better until it's his opportunity. Oregon and Utah, another big game this weekend, maybe the biggest game this weekend, depending on who you ask. Uh, I heard Urban Meyer earlier in the week say Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the country. Do you agree with that? And if not, how many coaches do you put in front of Kyle Whittingham? Well, I don't think he's better than Nick Saban, but I think Kyle Whittingham is certainly up there uh, amongst the top three or four in the country. And, and the thing that I love about him – couple different things the, the dude never has any excuses hadn't had a starting quarterback or starting tight end all year long doesn't make that be something that he even focuses on two he's done I, I like the contrarian point of view he's, he's coaching out there in the Pac-12 instead of trying to build the team like everybody else has he built it really strong and physically on the offense, yeah. offense and defensive lines and that's why you go back and look at the way they've owned USC the last couple of years uh, that, that physicality is a difference maker. And, and you see Dan Lanning kind of doing the same thing at Oregon, the way he's kind of built that, that team after where he was in, in Athens at, at Georgia. So uh, really impressed with Kyle Whittingham. I think he's one of the guys, you know, you, 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 you're in the middle of a uh, zombie apocalypse. That, that's the guy you want leading you out of there. He looks like he's tough, hardcore, and, and unfazed by any sort of uh, adversity. I like Lanning a lot, and I say this in a kind way. He's kind of got a little psycho to him in those pregame speeches where he's like, talk with your helmet, talk with your helmet. I love that stuff from a college football coach. Yeah, he's got a lot of Kirby Smart in him, right? I mean, you listen to, to Dan Lanning, it sounds exactly like something you'd hear from the Georgia locker room, too. So I love it as well. I, I don't think he's long for the Pac-12. You know, the, the next big job that opens up in the SEC, I plan to see Dan Lanning uh, coaching that. I, I could be wrong about that, but his style, obviously his background, um, what he loves in terms of physical football, being a defensive coordinator in this past, uh, I think fits perfectly here in the, in the SEC. Does that move to the Big Ten at all change that? Just wondering, like, is the Big Ten big enough for him where even with what you're saying about the SEC, he'll go, okay, I'll pass up on an SEC job? I mean, it may, maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, wanting to test the waters there. Maybe, maybe the opportunity to, to build some more depth outside of just Oregon, or excuse me, out of uh, Ohio State and, and Michigan in that conference. But I do think still, even though the, the, the pre-conference schedule was not favorable for the SEC, 
I think everybody wants to test their wares in the conference and see just uh, how, how, how they're able to compete at the highest level. Last thing I'll ask you, Chris Doran, before we let you run, everyone's had a reaction to it. Uh, what is your perspective of everything going on with Michigan right now in this sign-stealing scheme scandal? Well, you know, I, I think there's different levels of sign stealing. I've never been pissed off at a guy on second base for stealing the catcher's signs because it's right in his plain view. I, I do have a problem with the Astros videoing it from the outfield and hitting trash cans to, to pass that information along to, to the batter. And I think that's kind of the same thing we're dealing with here. If you're in the middle of a game, everybody's stealing signs. Everybody's trying to get a look at, at what the, the signalers from the sideline are putting in. That's part of the game. But when you're going through such a, a well-thought-out plan to buy tickets, sit across from the, 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 the crowd you're, or the team you're looking at and using phones and other de- reporting devices, that to me has gone too far. And I, I do think there needs to be further look into figuring out exactly what happened and then some appropriate punishment being levied. He is Chris Doran. Chris, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.